Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love, Human, Be Spirit. We're excited to be here today. How are you today, Monique? Hello, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Excited to be together again recording. Yeah. just every time you know it doesn't go away that feeling right so um yeah I'm excited to be back together recording again excited to be talking today about something that most people I was gonna say everybody has but that's not even true most people have an element of this in their life we're gonna be talking about mothers mothering being a mom having a mom what that's like how that dynamic can be um when we're younger as we get older as we become mothers ourselves um and uh that's kind of where we're gonna what we're gonna talk about and i'm excited and obviously through the lens of human design right like what we've learned since design has been brought into our world not only about how we are as mothers which we've been passionate about sharing but also our relationship with our mothers and some of the epiphanies that we've had based on learning their design. And I literally just got my mom's birth details within the last month. And that blew my mind. Uh, my mind too. My yeah. socks blew off, popped off. What? Not doing great with the sayings again. It knocked my socks off. What is the saying I'm trying to say? I don't even know. Um, but yes, it it blew my mind too when you shared that. And uh, yes, of course, through the lens of human design, I can't talk about anything through any other lens. I have no authority on mothers in any other dynamic way, shape, or form except through this lens. Um, so, and my lived experience um, and sharing that. So yes, thanks for clearing that up because I definitely don't know anything about anything when it comes to the mother-daughter dynamic except what I've lived and experienced and how I can look at that with, uh, with the human design lens on it and and why that's so um, helpful, interesting, sometimes exciting, sometimes, um, uh, you know, it becomes like a, it becomes a tool in a way that it, it goes uh, so many different ways, like from just being able to use design um, to navigate your own self-awareness journey, but to be able to look back at your journey with your own mother, right? with design as a tool and to go forward as we do with our kids and be moms. It's just this like incredible thing that was just added to the, to the, to my life in a way to our lives in a way that just um, like popped open doors, right. And uh, of understanding. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we have, let's, you know, preface this, we have talked a lot about 
us as mothers, you know, uh-huh. in episodes, but this one is very specific and we felt called to talk. I mean, Monique, you're, this was your idea, which I loved, you know, a little more about the impact from our mother to us. And we don't, we don't necessarily, we haven't necessarily touched on that. It's been more about, you know, our impact as a mother for our own children. And so we're t- looking at this a little bit differently. So right. because it's like really fresh with me learning my moms, maybe we could start with you and have, you know, just like a lot of the things that, that and, and I wanted to say when you were describing the ways that it has impacted you, it's almost somewhat affirming. Like when you were just sharing before we started recording some of the timing things that your mom really um, was in the driver's seat with, like literally, you know, <laughs> And, and what impact that was on you, you know, and then whenever you were able to articulate it within the lens of design, how affirming that possibly was for you to be like, oh, that's why. And I was sharing some things like that with you um, when we were on the phone earlier today, just like, I see things now that I understand my mom's design. And it, again, just offers so much more um, love and compassion versus, um, I don't know, some lower vibe that I'm not, I, I don't have the words for right now, but just like, um, you know, some ouchiness that, that can occur, you know, in the mother wounding that yeah. that's out there. Yeah, totally. And, and completely. Um, I, I was listening to an episode of another podcast, which is when I got this idea. It was, uh, the each other podcast, um, Vanessa Henry's podcast. And there was a, uh, Vanessa was talking about her mom. And when she was, it reminded me a lot of my mom um, with her mom having a similar uh, design um, to mine. Was yep. it the same design? Was it a one, three sacral generator? A, Did yes. I tell you? Yeah, the same, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, obviously not the same. Nobody's the same. But um, uh, it was it was just hearing her the way that she, and, and Vanessa Henry, just so we're clear, is a manifester. It's not obviously the same experience and nothing, no one's the same, but uh, the way that she shared how her mother uh, was, like what she saw, what she witnessed and, you know, what she thought, what we all, you know, the way that we all kind of, when we're little, we look at our parents and we think that that's how you're meant to be, right? That's what you do. Those are the things that you do. And, um, and that can be a little bit untrue, perhaps if we are, uh, designed quite differently as, as my mother and I are, there's also a lot of similarities in my mother and I's design. We have a lot of similarities too. She has the 1057, like I do as well. Um, she's got a really defined spleen like I do. She's, uh, got an open head like I do. Um, but there are some differences. She's got an undefined solar like I do, but my mom is a one, three sacral generator and she has a open head, undefined Ajna, defined throat, defined G, defined sacral, defined spleen, defined root. She has an undefined ego, undefined solar, undefined Ajna, right. And open head. Yeah. So, um, so for me, my conditioning, um, really, is largely in part around that sacral and the root. There is so much of my life experience now that I notice how fucked up my relationship is with my sacral and my root. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that 
I don't know, maybe physically too, but that's not what I was thinking when I said it. What I mean by fucked up is my sense of knowing when enough is enough and my sense of timing, like motivation and drive and all of those things that the root is in charge of. That that pressure system in my body is warped. It's not it's not ticking like it naturally wanted to or was at one point. And um and the sacral and and I'm sure that this could uh, I would say those two for me are big, big areas of my um, deconditioning process. And now my dad was a defined emotional, but we're not talking about dads today, talking about moms. So going off of my mom's one, three sacral. And so, and she's a one, three, right? I'm a one, four. There's a lot of similarities there, right? Yeah. The way that we see the world is pretty similar. I will say that about my mom and I, there are a lot of times where we view people, places, or things. And I would say a common kind of value, light, like kind of like, it's similar. It's similar. Uh, the way that we love or care, I think is similar. The way that we accept people, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, she's got 15 also. She's like got that love of humanity. She's got the 25. Like she's, um, yeah, she has the 24. Sorry, I'm doing this by memory. I just realized I'm like, um, but anyway, so my, my when Vanessa Henry was talking about her mother in the episode, she was saying, and now Vanessa Henry, like I said, she's a six two, yes. right? Yep. Ego manifester. So totally different experience. But the thing that was in common was that she said her mom would be like some days, some days would like get on a thing and that's it. She was like go and redo the whole closet and then take everything out and then put it all aside and then redo the whole closet, like then or reorder or like whatever. But it was like the whole day and like she would notice how um, her tank didn't stay full the whole time, meaning Vanessa's tank, my, the, the child's tank. Um, my mother, I just, I heard that and I'm like, that's my mom. Like my mom still to this day, my daughter and I said this the other day to each other that she makes us tired sometimes just by looking at what she's doing or hearing about her life. My mother's 78. She just turned 78. I'm 42 and my kid is nine. And there are many days that we're like, what you did what today like it's incredible the amount of stuff my mother does and um now I don't know my mom how aligned she is how she feels what I can tell you is what I see what I've seen is that she feels pretty good about herself she feels like she is living in flow most days she likes her job she loves her family she likes where she lives she doesn't have a lot of things that she does that make her dissatisfied, I would say. That's what I would say. I would say most of the things that she allows herself to respond to also bring her satisfaction. I think that's also pretty much how she's gauged her life. I don't remember my mother harping on success, right? Being successful and things like this, but a lot of it was like about being happy and like what that, like that satisfied thing, like being like, you know, don't, wouldn't it feel good to clean your room? Wouldn't that make you feel good after? I mean, no, personally, me, no, probably not. But my undefined sacral, undefined root didn't know that that was like a choice. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. That you must be right. You're my mom. Of course, I'll clean everything and I'll reorganize it and I'll rehang it and I'll feel great and satisfied after. It's like, no, you won't. No, you won't project your child. You will not. You will feel like you just used a bunch of energy that you didn't have. And now I'm not saying like 
this is like anything bad. This is what happens. This is what we get to do. We get to be conditioned by our parents. Um, maybe it made me more ambitious and maybe it did add elements of, I mean, not maybe, for sure it added elements of who I am into my beingness. And maybe parts of that are great for me. Um, and maybe some parts are not great for me. And maybe that's okay for me to start to like sift through now. That's where I, that's where I got to when I started to, to think about this in terms of moms, because um, my mom's a pretty powerful generator and, and she just can do a lot more than I can most days. And that's um, not an easy thing to like say, I guess, or not an easy thing to like be cool with, but I am getting there way more than I ever was. And I also, you know, don't, I get to not compare, um, as much maybe as I used to also. Um, Cause a lot of times too, that can be our benchmark to like, I know like when I was a new mom, um, I kind of went to my mom for a lot of things, for a lot of things. I was like, but what did you do? Or what did you know? Or da, da, da. you know, it's like, I don't know. That's like your benchmark sometimes on what's right or wrong. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad or right or wrong to do that. It's probably fine. All of it's fine, you know? Um, we're just here to do the experience, the human thing. It's all fine. The way that she conditioned me is beautiful and fucked up all at the same time. Yep. And and not in any traumatic ways. I'm very lucky. Okay. Very fucking lucky. I did not experience trauma from my parents and not in the, I would say the ways that a lot of people that I've gotten to know um, have shared some of their stories with me. I didn't, I didn't get that. I had loving, loving parents and my mother um, is still to this day the most loving one of the most loving people I know um, she's also who she is a very very fixed who she is she's a one three and she's got to try things her own way with that three right um, we know a lot when we have that one line I know that um, she's undefined ego there might be some proof you know maybe trying to prove yourself things um, undefined Ajna. Whoa. Hey, when I first learned about undefined Ajna people pretending to be certain, I'm pretty sure I said that on an early episode now that I'm saying it again, but that was my mom. My mom can convince anybody of anything. She is so good at it. And she's got the like 10, she is who she is with that 10. So anyways, there's so many beautiful elements that I got conditioned by from my mother that I'm very grateful for. And there are things that I am also learning about myself that I got conditioned by my mother that are not me and that I thought were. And mm -hmm. that is a weird road to go down. And I don't recommend it unless you're ready to face some shit about yourself because that's what it gets to be like. It's, it's, um, it's breaking stories that you've told yourself over and over about what's true. At least that's what it's been like for me, a lot of it. Um, and changing that and being okay with changing that or, um, and that's what I get to do with my kid. And one of the reasons I feel so, so grateful for finding design is I say that all the time. It's what it gave me that I could give to her. And um, my mom didn't have that. There was not the accessibility to the information, just point blank. I don't know if she would have gotten into it, even if it was. Um, and I'm okay with that. I think she did a A-OK -okay job. Because look, at I'm here. I got the information. I get the projector child. And we get to navigate this kind of together because I learned so much as I learn about um, like, it's almost like I get to learn about myself and her at the same time through our charts or relearn about myself and relearn about her, however you want to say it. But it's uh it's been cool. And because she has less conditioning, 
there is so much that I get to learn from her. Mm. Um, and, and, and so many, not just learn, but so many things that I get to like question in a different um, way or from a different perspective, maybe than I, than I think I would have otherwise, because, and like, like we're saying, there's like a, I had a mom, now I'm the mom and I have the daughter. And it's like, I, I remember being her. I remember being a nine-year-old girl and having my mother as me. And um, yeah, so, and we all have to find G's. I think that's pretty, pretty interesting too, with our, when we're a little trio together. Um, there's a lot of, uh, we are who we are in our charts. And, mm-hmm. and it's, in, in my experience, it's been, I think, celebrated more than hindered on, I will say. I mean, there's definitely been things that I could say that I've um, hidden about myself for fear of like not it being accepted by my parents and things like that. But I would say overall, the feeling of be who you are has been pretty much shown to me through my mom. She is who she is. And I got to see that because we could tell our kids stuff all day long. Right. But kids do what they see. That's just that's facts. You know, you could, that's why it's so important to really live into this and, uh, and, and what that can, can show me and, and teach us. Right. Yes. Yes. Beautifully said. You feel so now you go, you talk about your mom now. Yeah. I was wondering if, Hey, you beautiful human, if you're ready to book your life-changing reading with us as a dynamic duo, where you are certain to be initiated and guided like never before. Good news. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and we cannot wait to meet you. I just wanted to presence if you, you know, felt complete with what you I were think saying. I did. I didn't, I didn't think I was, I was going to tell you to go first actually at the beginning of that, <laughs> but <laughs> you know how things go once they start I, flowing, that yeah. subconscious channel just goes on and on. So, um, you know, I find this really interesting because my reflection, as I've shared in the beginning, I just recently, you know, um, just mom found her birth details. So that, you know, made it, um, official for me. And I just fully believed that she had a defined sacral. I, I just, I, and it's so interesting. And, it, and I see where that dynamic of conditioning occurred from her parents, right? I see how that happened. And so learning this, I'm just like, whoa, wait, 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 hold the phone. So just to tell you all here, I thought my mom was, you know, either generator or mansion, no question. I really was probably leaning toward the mansion because she never sat down and she always had a million things going on. Okay. And I really would have thought that she had a four in her profile. I would have sworn it. Right. So here are the things that show us how someone can be so conditioned that they're not operating in alignment with the design they chose for themselves. Okay. My mom is 75. Um, and I just discovered that she's an emotional projector, which is what blew Monique socks off. Right. I would have never thought that like that wasn't even in my it just wasn't, you know, it just doesn't, it didn't make sense. And now it does. She's a five one that also, um, makes some sense to me as I'm letting myself kind of just sit with things, but I'll just share, you know, you so lovingly shared some of your mom's definition. Mom's defined centers were her throat, um, her G her solar plexus. And she had the channel of emoting. I see that. So loud and clear now, define root, define spleen. So throat G, solar, 
root spleen. Okay. And so I see the dynamic with that defined root definitely and how that has shown up. And I know you said we're not talking about fathers, but I think it is important, especially as I'm describing the epiphanies I'm having. Um, I don't have the exact birth details. My dad was the only one that was born in a hospital, but we have nobody left to ask. Um, but we, I'm pretty sure I did kind of that birth chart range. He's a, he's a generator. Um, and I, and I'm pretty sure he's a four, six, he had that big, beautiful enveloping aura and dad's been gone. It'll, it's a decade this year in 2024. And I think I started seeing fragments of authentic mom in the last decade. Now that I'm letting myself reflect, um, she very much like I've, we've heard you say, you know, about projectors, you're just into the other before you even know it. And she just clung on to dad for dear life. I mean, he was her literal everything. And so for a decade without him, I see a much more fragile, um, you know, um, individual who, it, in my opinion, even though she has a very well-defined G and is who she is, I would almost describe her as being be, as if she's lost because she lost that person that had such a grounding presence. I mean, the whole family just imploded when we lost dad without question, but I do see that. And I shared this with you this morning, Monique, I do see that when mom is invited to something, like when I invited her to take her up to Michigan to um, visit with my daughter and my grandson, it, it just lit her up. And she has repeatedly thanked me for that invitation. And then um, for the first time again in a decade, you guys, my sisters and I met last Friday. Um, a lot of it was just to talk about um, our mom and just the quality of care we want for her going forward. But we hadn't, the three of us hadn't been together in a decade. And so now I'm looking at everything as we're talking about her, the three of us together. My oldest sister is a splenic manifester with a defined heart. She's the only one of us in the entire family that has a defined heart. It's very obvious. My middle sister is a sacral mangin. I'm an emotional manifester. Mom, I see how she she's not sure of the energy that my manifestor sister and I hold, right? That's, that's uncertain. And then I see um, the emotionality in her and then my sacral Manjin sister and the uh, my middle sister actually just amplified everything that my mom was feeling. There would be times as an emotional projector with the channel of emoting that I think her emotions were so much. I remember waking up and mom's bedroom door was closed like as a kiddo and dad with his bubbly, vibrant energy would just deflect, you know, mom just needs a little more rest today. And I remember thinking, God, what is she so tired about all the time? You know, but yet I also witnessed her never sitting down when she was up and doing things and being. So I can only envision now the compassion I have for her is all the conditioning and the, the storyline in her head about how she probably was really tired a lot. Like she'll even say things like, well, I can't nap. I can't nap. Was that a conditioning thing? You know, so it just learning these things has me just, again, you guys, this has only been less than a month that I've learned this. And I've had a few interactions with her in that month. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then being with my sisters, just looking at the dynamic. And yet, you know, there were times in my life, 
you know, in my early teenage years that mom and I could have been together like peas and carrots, you know, like there was just some, and I think it was, we were clicking. We both understood our emotions. We didn't hopefully trigger and activate each other. Like, I feel like so much that my middle sister, the Manjin, the sacral Manjin did, you know, there was just moments and my Manjin sister connected so easily with my generator dad. And that makes sense because they got each of that sacral energy. They felt magnetic to one another. I've just had a ton of epiphanies. And then you guys, you add the layer to the fact that my daughter is now a mother. Okay. So my mom is an emotional projector. I'm an emotional manifester and my daughter is an emotional generator. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Just the dynamic of the three of us together, my daughter having the defined heart, my mom and I that don't, just seeing some of those things, all three of us with the defined root and defined solar plexus, it's almost like you can witness us kind of pushing some of our emotions on each other without even trying. And we're trying to like cough them down, you know? It's like, wait, 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 I got my own. I'm not sure what to do with yours, you know? And it just has been um, an avalanche of epiphanies that I feel like I am letting myself navigate only from a place of curiosity. I'm dropping judgments that I, I know I, I'm, you guys, I'm just going to be real, you know, cause I don't have any other way to be, but judgments that I had, and I don't want to have those anymore. They don't feel good to me. Um, and she, her main sun gate is 59, which, uh, you know, I love, she doesn't have the 59, six because then she'd have to find sacral. Hello. We know this, but her main <laughs> sun gate is the 59. And she would say things like, all I wanted to do was have babies. I just wanted to have a lot of babies. And I think to myself, you know, that's that energy of that 59, that procreation, that creativity from that perspective. And then the emotions that come along with it. She showed us the range of emotions, but yet it was still through the lens of that being wrong. And so no wonder why I stuffed my emotions down for so many years. Again, I'm not blaming her because I do hold the belief that we are doing the best we can with what we have and know in each and every moment. And while yes, as mothers that Monique and I are now, and we've said this multiple episodes, we are still humans as well. Having a human experience while also being expected to be such as a mother. And now I feel like I'm looking at my mom with such a different level of understanding and compassion and adoration. And um, it feels softer and lighter. And so I felt called to share this from my perspective because anybody that has some mother wounding or just some challenge, okay, come on, we're all going to have it. I have it between my daughter and I. The difference is, is we try to presence it as often as we can so we can feel like we have um, an open space to share what we're experiencing. And it just feels good that whenever, like you said, I, I can't help but when my daughter's talking or when my mom's talking or when one of my sisters are talking, whether I'm with them or over the phone or, you know, over FaceTime, I'm looking at their design in the background because I'm connecting the dots for myself to be more understanding and drop any judgments or any, you know, grievances that I've had because carrying those don't feel good to me. They're not serving me. And so releasing them through looking at the lens of design has just been illuminating. And I think 
it was important. It happened when it was meant to, and it, it has been so important. And so for anyone that's listening, that maybe has gone through some tumultuous times with her mom, this might be something that could be very illuminating for you is just how it feels. Um, that's what I have to share. Yeah. Um, I need to go. I, I, it's so crazy. When Amy told me that her mother was an emotional projector, I almost fell off my fucking chair or whatever I was doing. I just thought I stopped whatever I was doing. I was like, what the fuck? What? Um, it's just, it's just not something I, not that I would see it coming. Why would I see it coming? But part of me feels like I would have, because I was about to say, I didn't see that coming. Um, I, I don't even know Amy's mom personally, you guys, just so you know how ridiculous it is that I felt like I should have seen that coming somehow. But I want to take back a few things. My mother has an undefined throat. I was wrong about that. Isn't that kind of crazy? Bananas. I never, never really focused on that part, I guess. I'm just always jelly when someone has a 1057. I'm like, that's my channel. <laughs> um, also, she doesn't have the 25. She has the 51. We make that together. Okay. So I, you know that I can't handle like having, well, unless it's like wording, but I don't want to have like certain facts out there wrong like that about Lourdes. Um, my main, her main sun gate is 54, by the way, which is interesting with my hanging 32 and my daughter's yeah. main sun gate being a, a hanging 32 as well because neither one of us had that channel. So not only does my mother take over with her 515 when we're all together, but she also takes over there <laughs> with the 3254. It's it's crazy because when we're all together, my mother runs the show. There is no doubt about it. We are doing whatever she wants to be doing. But also as projectors, isn't it better for us if we do that? Because she's the one that wants to be doing the doing. So Monique. if there's- what my daughter runs the show right so it's right. not a hierarchical thing right yeah. it is a design thing yeah, yeah. so yeah right my generator one three generator daughter runs the show no matter yeah. who we're with the timing thing is just very interesting you know and 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 part of me is like that works in our favor often often my mother has more energy to do and if we let her do it that way it is just better for us all. I see that, right? Um, but then also sometimes it's like, what, you know, what about, <laughs> like, we're here too. Um, but I also want to say, when you were talking about your mom, our mothers were raised in a, in a, in a similar generation, right? They're, they're close in yes. age. Um, and if you, if you think that we were homogenized, whoa, let's talk right. about how homogenized our mothers were. Yes. by their society and their mothers and everything. You know, they did some of this changing too in different ways with us. They did things different with us than their mothers did, I'm sure, with them. I know, I mean, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, but um, there are some things that my mother did for sure different. She got divorced, for starters. That was pretty unusual. Um, not from my dad, but from her, my brother's dad when she was young. And I'm just saying that there's ways that, we do this in, in lots of different ways. So there's no like faults here. Um, but when you were talking about your mom and how she never sat down, that's something my mom has in common too. There's, there's things that I'm sure they were conditioned very similarly in yeah. how to be a good wife, how to be a good mother, how to be a good woman. Um, there was, that was even more pushed then, right? Um, I think it's interesting since you brought up, brought up your dad thing too, because it is important. You're right in the whole of the dynamic. Yeah. Um, and my dad's, what I was going to say is he was the only emotional 
um, in our home. And when my dad passed, which is a similar timing, uh, timeline wise with yours and mine, I think mine was 13 years, close ish. Um, it changed. It flattened. It was like a, yes. like a flat line happened in my mother and my life. We had, it was like, obviously people always feel like they lose something. It feels like you have nothing, but it felt like we had nothing like in terms of color. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, there's no, there was no words for it. Then I don't have my dad's exact time either. He's the only one in my family, but at birth time range, um, I'm pretty sure it was a three, five MG. That's my intuitive out of the choices, but he's a generator and MG. And um, now noticing my mother's undefined throat, this makes a, a lot of sense because I had a defined throat. So did my dad, my mom did. And she's the one that we would say was like, like she's the one that's going to fill the silence in a, in a dinner with when no one's talking, she's going to yes. say something. Yes. No matter what my dad and I would not till we had something to say. Um, but yeah, so it does matter. And and you also used words with your mom and your dad saying that your mom clung to your dad for dear life, pretty much. And I can re I can relate with, to that as a projector. I would say I clung to my ex for dear life for a lot of the years we were together. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, I can't do this without you. There's no way that I could do this without you. There was a lot of that feeling that, that not that, not just the feeling, the belief the fucking belief that that was very, very true. And maybe it was to some degree, I'll even say. Maybe it was because there are things that I don't know that I would have gone through. I don't know how I would have had a child with another human if it wasn't um, Mia's dad, right? It There was an element of I I needed this person in my life. I couldn't have done that as a, I, I believe as a projector, but also as a, just a per, but just knowing things about our designs, thinking back to things that he did and roles that he could fill, um, ways that he could stay up and not get as tired as I really got. It didn't break him. Like it broke me a lot of the times. Um, but it's so interesting to think about when you said those words clung to, I can just see I can resonate with that. And I think as a projector, like I said before, we are, we can be smothery and we can be like, we, we, at, listen, at the end of the day, energetically, energetically, we need the other. And I'm sorry, like, come at me if you need to, if you don't like those words, I'm sorry, but we're not here to, we, we need the other. We need the other to, to watch and observe and to learn about ourselves. We need the other for energy. We need the other for initiation sometimes. And, and I know people don't like to use the word need. I know you don't like to use the word need, but I'll tell you what, energetically, it that's the mechanic, right? Yes. The mechanic is there. And, um, and I'm not saying that if you want to go it alone and you're a projector, go it alone, do it, do you. Like I said, this is just about the experiment. That, you know, it's well, you're like, sharing through your yeah. lens too. Have you experienced it? And I'm telling yeah. you, when I learned that she was a projector, yeah. I'm like, oh, because you know, she didn't even want to come to terms with the reality when we were losing dad. Dad had right. nine heart attacks from the time he was 47 to 46 to 67. Okay. So the right. guy had nine lives, and every time she did not want to believe that that was a potential reality. But like you said, Monique, she needed him. Yeah. Yeah. And I Three see kids. that. Yes. Three kids. And, yeah, she did. and right. well, again, I'm only saying loving things here. She lives in a home with my oldest sister, who is a splenic manifester, who doesn't have that same need. 
She needs when she comes home from work to not people. My sister right. does. Right? right. And how isolating that is for my mother and what she's experiencing. So no wonder why she's making her connections with the people that are still around and alive to thrive on because she needs that other. Right. And she's not getting it in her home life, which was always her sanctuary to get it. And that has got to just, that's where I talk about, oh my goodness, I am seeing things from a completely different lens. I'm looking at my mom as a human, right? Yeah. Right. Which, which is the gift of what this information gets to do yeah. um, another level. Right. But man, yeah. What you just said, um, it, it's so it's, it's just crazy because it really does allow you to drop a lot of uh, bitterness and stuff like that. That's the word that comes to mind for me. Yes. But that's a, what I think a lot of it was. Um, and that comes from, you know, comparing from, from this and that and the, and, and, the other <laughs> this that and the other yeah. um but <laughs> yeah you threw me off there I can't do two things at once when I'm on a when I'm on a on a roll here you guys and I was trying just now so <laughs> let me go back um I wanted to say one more thing okay uh it, it was about there was a word that was used on the podcast I originally heard that gave me this idea that was the word trigger Mm. Uh, one of the other girls on the show on each other um, was asked, like, I think Vanessa asked her if she felt, asked Jasmine if she felt like she triggered her mother because her mother had an undefined G and Jasmine has defined G. Okay. And when you were talking about your mom, um, I, I'm, I think I have the order, right? Like your sacral sister and your mom have the hardest mm -hmm. dynamic, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the sacral triggered your mother, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, when I heard this, I wondered if my ego triggers my mother. I think it does. <laughs> I don't wonder. I think it does. Right. Um, and uh, and things like this. And so I. Uh, this is another way that like um, we get to be aware of that, but also like not. And I know we've we've brought this up in other dynamics. Like my my ego can trigger a lot of people, but it's a little bit different when you're design your your design as a child maybe triggers your mom like you said about yes. your closed aura yes and i've read this okay in raw stuff the manifester gets bored and the mom is like what what the fuck i can't i can't bond with this thing i can't see inside this thing those mm -hmm. are maybe are not his exact words but that is kind of how he talks so it it's is something kind of how he talks yes that's something along those lines and it's an, it's an element of the veil, right? Manifestor, your closed aura is a veil. And when you're a child, a mother doesn't expect that. A certain, and a projector mother, <laughs> oh, tell me I can't get into someone. Go ahead and tell me that I can't get inside someone. Yeah. Uh, we could be so annoying like that as projectors. I could say that because I'm a projector, you guys. But we could be so annoying as projectors. We will poke and poke and poke and poke. And I'm sure, listen, I have another close friend in my life. I'm not going to disclose anybody else's mom because we chose to talk about our moms. But when she found out her mother was a projector too, and I just dropped some of the words I just said, like, oh, does she seem needy sometimes or like pokey? She like dropped the phone. She's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> because, and which is also a weird thing to have as a the child, right? Because you're the child. You didn't, I mean, well, maybe you did choose the manifestor aura, but whatever you came in with your veil on and your projector mom couldn't poke into it. And that's gotta be triggering to some degree, right? It's gotta be. And, um, 
we'll never know. I don't know. But it's just interesting to think about those kinds of triggers too. And like, did my mom, does my mom's, I was going to say did, but I'm going to say, does my mom's sacral trigger me? Absolutely. Mm. All the time, mm. all the time. I want to be like, ugh, ugh, how come you got the sacral? Nah. I want to like stop my foot about it because I'm a projector. And sometimes projectors feel like can an unaligned projector, a not self in the moment of feeling like a, like you forget all of the great things about being a projector. And in that moment, the only thing that seems like it would be better is that is having that fucking juicy ass sacral and mm -hmm. that's it. And, um, and you know, and that's, and it's just, um, it's triggering those parts of our, parts of our design can be triggering from our moms to our moms, from our daughters to our daughters, even my kid, even though my kid and I have the same centers defined, she's a defined ego, defined G, and then I am too. But I get triggered by her ego because I almost feel like her ego is more pushy with her little one channel or little 2551 initiating me all the time out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, let's go do that. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? what just happened? But um, I get triggered by it sometimes too. And I wonder, I'm like, wait, is, am I like showing her it's okay to be like too like this? But then I'm like, it's all the things that I was told that I was bossy. We get told that too, as projectors when we're young, that we're very bossy because we're always trying to tell people what to do. Can you imagine that too? Add that element to your mom. She could see all the things. Oh, she's you. incredibly bossy. Yeah. Because we see what needs to be, what we think is the best thing for everybody that needs to be doing. Yeah. But she, she gives, we need to learn as projectors, <laughs> we need to accept and meet people where they're at because just because we can see what needs to be done, even if we're right, it doesn't make it okay to be telling people that all the time. It just doesn't, doesn't, well, I mean, it, it makes, makes it what it, it is, but it, it does. It, it doesn't, doesn't make it, make it okay. It's just, it's more, um, it doesn't make it received is the word that's I right. Use. Yes. It's, well, it, it doesn't make it as received. Yeah. We can do it. It's exhausting, but we can do it. I've done it. Of course. Do you know how much of my last relationship I'm now learning? That was a big part. I was, it's like Taylor. I'm the problem. It's me. Was I poking and trying to like fucking guide the shit out of my ex? Absolutely. Every day from morning till night, I had the best, um, ideas for him to do his life better. Just, out there, Boston people are like saying the thing. And again, it's because of the awareness and the insight and the whatever, the potential and all the beautiful things that are great about being a projector. But um, without the knowledge and the awareness, sometimes it it just starts to turn into something else. It turns into like the resentment, the bitterness, the all the not self stuff, I guess, the feeling unseen, the all of that. Um but yeah, and I always say, if you're a projector in a home and you're the only projector, that's a lonely place. That's a lonely yes. fucking journey. And yes. so I will say that too, adding that to your mom's uh, course of journey, because, you know, that's just a different, it's different. You know, yes. we're the ones that get butt hurt. We were talking about this too. Yep. We, we don't, you, the other types don't even realize that an invitation wasn't extended and we I, will I be like, I didn't think about that. And I can tell they invite me? hurt. Yeah, she I would think for her. a day and a half, like, why wouldn't they think to invite me? Yes. The nerve, like I, it's an, it's insanity, but it is just kind of some of our energy stuff. And, and, um, and that's why awareness is so, so great with that. But yeah, I just wanted to mention the trigger piece too, because I think, again, it's such an important, um, way that we get to work through or navigate through these revelations as they come up for us.
by the way, as we're recording right now, my mom is texting me things like Mia is a Libra, right? Just question mark. <laughs> Lord has just running the show. I don't know what she's doing. What is she doing? I don't know. My mother, was, I always knew my mother was a little like part, like there was some like witch in there though. And um, I don't know. There's just, but she's, she's quad, right? You know, she's one of those people that always, uh, and she's sacral, always was like, yeah, you just got to trust your gut. You know, you just know. My mom right? is quad left. Oh, look you at that. See, oh, like, you didn't tell and me so, that one either. Oh. Yeah. So it's what wow. I want to say as we wrap, you know, wow, wow, is wow, that wow. The, the triggering, I'm so glad you brought that up because triggering, being activated, all those words have such a negative connotation, but in the lens of human design, it is an awareness. And you're like, oh, why is that feel prickly? Why is that this way? And then we have a tool a resource, a blueprint, you know, a freaking user manual that says, oh, and so then that is what empowers me to soften and find acceptance. And I can, I can articulate it for myself. I can articulate it for others, but for myself of why these things are occurring. And again, like literally, even whenever I was with my sisters last Friday, things that were happening, I'm like, okay, I see where that, okay. I see where that's showing up instead of like wanting to bulldoze past and be like, I will not have that said to me. And I will not, you know, it, none of that occurred. We, all held such a different space and you know maybe i'm one of the ones that would ruffle it from time to time i know i was there's no maybe with it 839 yeah <laughs> of course but yeah i had a different way of showing up with it and i'm grateful for it and i'm grateful for the knowledge and the wisdom and the experiential nature of all of this that gives us all something versus this backpack pull of grievances that are so fucking heavy my neck and my back and my shoulders hurt all the time I'm not interested in carrying that. And nope. I think human design gives us um, the licensure to let that down and say, okay, okay, how might we process this? How might we navigate this utilizing these tools that we have? And, and that's quickly. Our, yes, yes, right? so much more quickly. Yes. That's what I really feel like too, is that we, you can really, um, and I'm not disregarding, there may be way deeper issues in this between daughters and their mothers of course, and, sons and their no. mothers and definitely not diminishing anything like that. No. There is for sure something to be gained by looking at our yes. relationships with our mothers through this lens. Yes. Um, hands down, no doubt about it because yeah, I mean, as two people that, that yeah, now do it. And it, and it's just, it's really cool that you got to find that out about your mom now, yes. you know, when you happen to be close by and all of that stuff. And like we said, you know, divine timing and, um, and it just, it works, you know, and, and it, it just works. It works easier. It gets to make the flow of interactions easier, maybe sometimes yes. or flowier. I feel like I am um, healing generational wounds, right? Yeah, like, that really too. Yeah, that too. Yep. <laughs> and breaking oh. generational uh, patterns and habits. Yes. And patterns. Yes. That's what I feel like I do a lot of the time with my kid. Yeah, me there too. are so many reframes that we do. And, um, you know, I was just telling a friend this today, like, you're doing a good job. If you're even thinking about that as a parent and raising an offspring and thinking, like, even if you did it the way that you didn't want to do, it, even if you, in your, it played out how you were programmed generationally right. for yep. it to play out. Yep. Even if that's what happened and you had a moment after where you're like, oh, I see how I did that. And I see where it came from. And I see how I can 
adjust that a little bit or make it a little better for myself and everyone else involved. Um, and then maybe you do it next time right differently. And even yeah. if you don't just, I'm just like the, I was just telling you're doing a good job. If you are bringing that type of awareness to your parenting, you're doing a good job. Amen. I agree. Yeah. I think and on that note, yeah, I was going to say mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah. leave it there. And, yeah. and I'm so glad we talked about moms and, and our mothers and being a mom. And like you said, we talk about being moms a lot, but we don't yep. talk about this, this back look at it and and how important that is now that our mothers are getting older too everybody goes through not everybody a lot of people go through that journey too of the dynamic changing again now when yes. the parent gets older yes yeah so i love you amy and i love, I love you, you listeners yes i love you too and we always remind you to love yourselves through all of this so hopefully there's some little nugget of something in here for you and um, we just trust that, that whatever we share lands for whoever it's meant to. For sure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I love you too, mommy, just in case. Because yes. if she hears this, <laughs> um, I love, I love you too. Yeah. And um, until the next one. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.